you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And y'all want to take a couple minutes today and talk about things that are coming up. And before I conclude the series, Life on Death Row, and as you'll understand when I get done why it's important, the I told you we're dropping two new podcasts on April the 5th, and one, Scorch Justice, um, in partnership with Cloud 10 Media and I Heart Radio, that is definitely coming out, y'all. The, um, I got the final music in today, and they're, and they're in the final productions, et cetera. And so you'll start hearing ads for that on our Heart Radio probably next week. But big show production, I think it's really interesting. You know, make sure you subscribe to it when it comes out. Um, it's going to be worthwhile. But what I want to talk to you today is is about – Hashtag justice for now I said I was going to start that because of Mary Pochet's case in which you lifers helped me bring around the pressure that needed to be. And they took Mary's homicide from a case that the detectives said would never be solved unless they had a video or the guy came in and confessed to we did the five-part series on it and it went from never can be touched to they made two arrests in one week that's because of y'all and what you did now that led me that along with the requests that i get from every people every single day from not only louisiana but around the world who have family members who have been murdered and they need help with their cases right well i can't afford to do it 
There's no way. But then after Mary's case, and my heart goes out to all y'all, and I wish I could help everybody, but I just can't. But after Mary's case, you know, my wife and I talked about it, and she's like, there's just, I don't know how you don't use your platform. You have the best fans in the world, which is true, lifers, and use your skill set and your platform and your fans when the fight is right, right? Well, that's why we decided to start hashtag justice for. And the reason for that is because so many of you signed up and, and you don't like um, the investigative series, if you will, like Courtney Coco, Miss Barbara Blunt. And I get that. So we're starting hashtag justice for it's still going to be a real life, real crime show, but it's going to be separate and you'll be getting your regular uh, old cop stories. And there'll be separate drops for hashtag justice for, well, let me tell you this. I just did open the season. Uh, everything new. Uh, awesome music by Chase Tyler and Chase Tyler Band. Awesome new producer, Jim Chapman and Vision Podcast Studios. We've been taking everything to the new level, right? I gave you two episodes on murder. Then I gave you Melanie Curtin's case. And now I'm giving you two more episodes on murder, on Little Owen, on, on Life on Death Row. Y'all have been looking at this other case. It was between two cases to be the first one on hashtag justice for. I've been looking at this other one and it's just so horrible. I mean, it is so messed up. And I decided that I'm not going to wait until April the 5th to drop it. So this is going to be the last investigative series in, or I don't even know if you want to call it investigative because the story's there. The facts aren't going to change, and it is so messed up. You're going to be so pissed off, especially when I release everything that I have. You're going to be shocked, okay? And then we'll do what we do with it when we get done. But I'm going to tell you something. The story has to be told, and and it needs to start. As soon as I get done with this one, the Life on Death Row, we're going to start it. All right. Now, when I get done with this, and it's going to be a multi-part series. I'm not telling you the name of it yet because I don't want the powers that be to know that it's coming. But when it comes, listen to it. Feel this family's pain. And then at each episode is going to tell you more and more. And there's audio recordings and all kinds of stuff. And we have crime scene photographs and all types of stuff. And, I mean, just, I mean, Mary's case was bad. This one's just so much more. All right. I'm going to start that next week. After you hear this one, I'm going to start the first hashtag justice for not going to be telling any cop stories while this one's going on because it's just too damn important. And I'm sorry if you don't like it. You can always go if you want more straight cop stories, become a patron or a convict. There's, I have a vault where um, lots of bonus episodes, probably 12 or 13, 14 now. Locked up, plus tons of case files and everything else. I mean, you can go get your fix on old cop stuff on that. But this case I'm going to be talking about, everybody needs to hear it, okay? And I'm not going to tell the name yet, so you'll get it next week. It's going to be many parts. Uh, it's not going to be the longest. Courtney Coco still would be the longest. It's going to shock your senses. I just, but the story has to be told the way it has to be told. But I'll leave it at that. I just want to give y'all a heads up that we're still going to do 
hashtag justice for as a separate series, but because of the the facts of this case, and I think the attention needs to be brought, and it, it's going to take a little bit to tell. I'm just I'm starting it next week. All right, so I'm not going to wait for that. But April fifth, you will get Scorch Justice, a whole separate podcast, a true crime podcast by Woody Overton. I want to give y'all a heads up what's coming and why it's coming, and once you hear it, uh, um, and as these the episodes go along. You know, I like to build a story, put the human face on, on the family and the victim, then tell what happened, right? Just wait. Just wait. All right, let's get to t- today's story, which is life on death row, the conclusion. Yeah, I could have made this so much longer, but I don't need to. The um, The facts are what they are, and it's just... It's sad. The the this whole damn thing is just it's a horrible case. They're monsters. Brooks and Copeland. Okay, so when I left you last, I told you about the murder of little eleven year old Owen. Last name's Owen O W E N, and brutally raped and numerous numerous times, and brutally murdered, shot three times. Um, I just can't imagine a more horrible crime, right? But they both had trials. Both were found guilty, and both were sentenced to death. And both are sent to death row at Angola, right? Well, let me tell you this. Average stay on death row in Louisiana, I think, is somewhere near, uh, near 18 years, and it costs many, many, many millions of dollars to put a person to death as versus to housing them for the rest of their natural life probably, probably doesn't even cost a million, right? So it's probably like five to ten times the amount of money to put them to death. Why is that? Because of the appeals process. Every time these assholes file an appeal, and they're going to do it, they, they file an appeal, your local jurisdiction has to pay their attorneys to answer it. And, it, and then stuff goes to court and back to court. And if they get granted and you hear and you got to pay for all that shit and or a new trial, and it's just a never ending shit show of litigation. And I don't per- me personally, I don't believe in that. All right. And I know there are a lot of y'all that don't believe in the death penalty and I get that too. But if you've seen some of the shit I've seen, you would believe in it, okay? And if this this young Owen had been your son, you would believe in it, okay? But it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to sway you one way or another. One. I'm just trying to tell you that they live way too long, in my opinion, on death row, all right? You get sentenced to death. I think it, you know, I think it should be streamlined. And the fact that the appeals process, they, this shouldn't take years and years and years and years and years and years and years of frivolous bullshit. You know, yes, I'm sure there have been some people who have been wrongly executed, and, and I can't help that. But the system is what it is. Hey, y'all, let me tell you about Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company 
Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Y'all, I love the broccoli cheddar chicken. Everything comes Perfectly proportioned. You save time on the store, but it comes with bacon, yellow onions, celery, broccoli, chives, chicken cutlets, oregano, garlic seasoning, roasted red peppers, tapioca uh, flour, nutmeg, cream cheese, and sharp cheddar cheese. And it takes 35 minutes to cook. Gives you two servings, 690 calories. Enjoy your greens while being green. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, all said in 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Green Chef saves you time by taking care of meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week so you don't have to. And Green Chef's fast and fit option is the ideal meal plan for eating well, while you're strapped for time with recipes under 700 calories and ready to eat in 25 minutes or less. Go to greenchef.com slash RLRC130 and use code RLRC130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Go to greenchef.com dot com slash rlrc one three zero and use c- code rlrc one three zero to get a hundred and thirty dollars off plus free shipping y'all green chef is the number one meal kit for eating well let's do i'm gonna do brooks first all right so brooks goes to death row and, yeah, you know, he doesn't really want to be there, right? And so what does he do? He starts filing his appeals, right? So, but he was, in, he was convicted by the jury in 1980 and sentenced to death. In 1985, listen to this shit now. He had filed a bunch of appeals. And, y'all, I've, in the past, I've gone and read it. And like, this one's got like 18 or 19 errors is what they're called the bad guy says oh the court fucked up and this this is why error number one the court did error number two the court did error number three and each one is is a different charge an allegation against the court and how they screwed it up there were like 19 on this one i'm not going to bore you with it it's bullshit and frivolous but this son of a bitch wins and i'll get into it now so he filed a bunch of stuff and in like 18 or 19 charges and he got he got a, a new trial on one of them. So in nineteen eighty five, George Brooks was granted a motion to remand the case for a new trial on newly discovered evidence. But guess what? They had the trial. The jury found him guilty as charged for the first degree murder, aggravated rape, etc. And he was again sentenced to death. Nineteen eighty five. All right. Well, guess what? He files more appeals, saying they fucked up again. In 1989, a lot lot of them were denied, y'all. But in 1989, now I was 19 years old. Keep, Keep that in mind how long ago this was. 
Brooks filed a petition for a stay of execution and post-conviction relief, raising the issues of ineffective assistance of counsel. The trial judge denied relief, but stayed his execution. That means judge saying they didn't fuck up in the trial, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm put off your execution for now, right? Because after an evidentiary hearing on all aspects of allegations of ineffective assistance for counsel, the judge denied motion for a new trial as to the guilt phase, but vacated Brooks' sentence, which was a death penalty, y'all, vacated Brooks' sentence and granted a new trial on the penalty phase due to the following. Now listen to this shit. One, the court said Brooks' court-appointed co-counsel, whose name was Peltier, or last name P-E-L-T-I-E-R, y'all, that's a good South Louisiana name, had only been practicing law for approximately two years and was not experienced enough to handle a death penalty case. Mm, well, fuck you. Don't you think that's something you should have thought of before you had the trial? But, I mean, maybe that's Brooks's way that you know, I mean, it's like fuck it. If I lose, I can all I can appeal it on this, right? But neither here nor there. Let's continue. The second thing the judge said: Brooks Brooks's appointed counsel Smith only interviewed him for approximately thirty minutes and only presented two witnesses at the penalty phase. All right, I can't I can't disagree with the court on that one. <laughs> you know the the one. Your second chair attorney, your the defense counsel, for you, you're fighting for your life, right? Your second chair only being in two years out of law school, mm, I, I kind of agree with that. But your your first chair, your main defense attorney, only interviewed you for 30 minutes before your trial in your death penalty case. Now, remember, y'all, he's coming off a death row. He's not getting a lot of love or respect for anybody, uh, child molesters and murderers. They, even their own attorneys can't fucking stand them. But it, he should have spent more than 30 minutes with him, right? And in 1987, check this out. This is after the uh, trial in 1985. And in 1987, Smith, who was Brooks's lead attorney, was disbarred due to the fact that that he testified at the time of Brooks's trial, he was drinking and using cocaine. He also stated during jury deliberations at the conclusion of the guilt phase. You know, that's why they're, you know, he presented his only two witnesses or whatever. The jury's going to come back with, with life or death, basically, right? And um, he's guilty as fuck, and, and they already found that again. But this fucking asshole, this attorney, and it came out afterwards, and he admitted to it, and he's getting disbarred for it. He says he was drinking and using cocaine uh, during the trial, but he also stated that during the jury deliberations at the conclusion of the guilt phase, he went to his apartment and snorted cocaine and drank alcohol. After returning to court, he told Peltier, now y'all remember that's that Rook attorney that's only been there less than two years. He told Peltier to take over the penalty phase. I mean, get the fuck out of here, right? Uh, the, I don't know. I mean, 
I'm glad they disbarred his fucking ass. But um, he but he admits attorneys are governed by the you know the the board that oversees their stuff when they get complaints. And I mean, to get disbarred, you got it's kind of like getting sentenced to death row. You got to really fuck up and, and do something bad. But this asshole admits that during while the jury's out, he goes to his apartment, snorts a little coke, throws back a few shots, and he goes back to court and tells the rookie to handle it. Also, the trial court says that two psychologists reviewed Brooks's medical records and examined him. They believed he was suffering from borderline personality disorder and that Copeland had control over him. Now let's talk about this. This kind of really pisses me off. How many of you wish there was a better solution to paying off your debt? My sponsor, PDS Debt, has customized 0% interest options for anyone struggling with credit cards, personal loans, medical bills, collections, or any other type of debt. Because of the tough year from COVID-19, certain types of debt can now be reduced and in some cases completely eliminated from your credit. There are more options now than ever before to take control of your debt, and the experts at PDS Debt can help. PDS Debt is giving our listeners a free copy of their credit report just for completing the 30-second online debt assessment at pdsdebt.com slash R-L-R-C. You'll receive a full breakdown of all the interest you shouldn't be paying each month and multiple options on how they can help get rid of it. If you're making payments every month, on your debt and your balances aren't going down, this program is for you. PDS Debt rolls all your payments into one low monthly payment based on your budget and what you can afford. Everyone with over 5000 in debt qualifies and there's no minimum credit score required. Bad and fair credit accepted. Save thousands in interest and fees and pay off your debt in a fraction of the time. PDS Debt is offering the free credit reports to our listeners just for completing the quick and easy debt assessment at www.pdsdebt.com slash R-L-R-C. That's pdsdebt.com slash R-L-R-C. Take back your financial freedom today by visiting pdsdebt.com slash R-L-R-C. R-C. I believe that George Brooks was the mastermind. I believe that George Brooks was the bull, if you will, in the in the relationship. And I believe George Brooks, Brooks was the pitcher. I believe George Brooks was the fucking instigator. And remember, he was 37 years old. Copeland was 19. Um, the I believe that George Brooks, I mean, I certainly I have no direct knowledge and I wasn't there, but I believe George Brooks got Copeland to shoot Owen in, or at least the two times. And I believe George Brooks shot him the third time himself and they went back to the car together. And I believe he shot it the third time as his way of saying, Hey, well, you know what? I'm proving to you that I'm never going to rat on you, whatever. I'll, I'll do the shot to you. And obviously they had both raped him. So, whatever. Uh, I don't believe that's correct on that one. The jury comes back. They get, they give him his new shit. They go again, and they 
do it again, and this asshole gets found guilty again, and then gets sentenced to death again, and they ship him back up to Angola. Now, let me tell you what, a couple things that I learned. One, when he was being housed in the Livingston Parish Jail, he evidently had some form of money um, on the books. I'm not going to tell you who told me this, but it, it, this came the horse's mouth, if you will. But they said Brooks was always trying to do something sexual. Now, this is years and years after the murder um, when he's being housed for these new trials and all that stuff. said he was always trying to put his penis into the next cell, and he would pay inmates in the next cell commissary or stuff out of the canteen, you know, food, snacks, whatever, uh, um, to play with them or have sex with them. And when he got busted by the deputies, he actually filed a complaint against the fucking sheriff's office and said that they were harassing him because they were watching him too much. <laughs> Motherfucker, you're not on death row. You're in a cell in that. I'm sure they kept him in a cell by himself, y'all. And right, a person that's been sentenced to death has nothing to lose by killing another inmate. That's why they're housed by themselves on death row. But George is Brooks is is constantly trying to get jacked off or a blowjob or whatever, and he's getting it. Obviously, they busted him several several times, and but he didn't give a fuck. What are they going to do to him? But the what he did not realize, and then they're shipping him back and forth to Angola. He's not staying there the whole time, but he would get rode up by the deputies in the Livingston Parish Jail, and those write-ups would follow him back to death row. And the one thing he didn't like was he didn't give a shit with the, you know, they can't take good time from y'all. And good time is like for every day you do and you, you don't misbehave, then you get a, a day of good time off your sentence. And that's a real thing in Louisiana. But not on death row, motherfucker. you sentenced to die. So all these little write-ups he's getting in Livingston jail for having sex and paying inmates to have sex and stuff, he doesn't really give a fuck, except for when he gets to Angola, they they hit him on him. They hit him on the charges, and they give him, you know, whatever, loss of TV or whatever. But the only thing he really cared about, it was told to me directly, was that he could not get a visit from his sister. They would cut off his visits because of, of his actions in as a penalty, if you will, for his actions in a Livingston Parish jail. So he didn't like that, but fuck him. And, um... But I'm going to tell you one more thing about George, and I'll tell you how he ends up. So George is on death row, right? He's doing his time. Or not doing his time, but waiting you know, for all the lawsuits and shit to get settled. The, uh, the appeals process, if you will. But he's on death row. And they go, they, they shake down a cell. Do they do it every once in a while, get contraband? Now, for the most part, they don't really fuck with the inmates on death row, right? I mean, but... They're locked up 23 hours a day. They don't have any contact with other inmates and sh- uh, except for the food getting past the door and stuff like that. I mean, they're locked down. Why, why you got to mess with them, right? But they would go in and shake them down every once in a while. So they went in, and they shook down old George, and they found some gay porn. That's a no-no. In the Department of Corrections rules, you can't have it, Okay. So he took it from him. Well, what does George do? He files another lawsuit against the 
Department of Corrections in the state of Louisiana in stating that it was unfair that he couldn't have gay porn. And he won, y'all. Fucking courts had passed down the ruling to Angola and the Department of Corrections that old George Brooks had a right to his gay porn on death ray. I shit you not. It's a real fucking deal. He won. And therefore, he was able to still be sexual uh, like it was proven in the Livingston Parish Jail. This dude just didn't stop. And that's why I believe he was the leader over Copeland, not like the psychologist said. But he fucking won a lawsuit against the state. We have paid for this. The taxpayers paid for this fucking lawsuit and he he won attorney's fees and and you know all his expenses and everything else and he got gay porn chill on that but he got gay porn right up until 2015 2015 oh george is old as fuck by now like 72 or 73 years old oh george isn't in the best of health anymore Maybe beats his meat too much to the gay porn. I don't know, but he's got a bad heart. And I mean, that he's had to you know, receive medical attention for it. Basically, the motherfucker's about to die. And they wanted to move him to the medical ward uh, off a of death row. And now he's still got a, a, an appeals process going on. He's got shit that's going to be challenged and he'd have to be shipped back to court and everything else. So the DA actually goes to Owen's mom and she agreed to just because you're taking your business somewhere no one's ever gone before doesn't mean you have to go it alone. Get truly personalized business checking with Novo. Novo is powerfully simple business checking. And unlike the traditional banking model, Novo has no minimum balances, no transaction limits, and no hitting fees. Instead of a one-size-fits-all approach, Novo is customized to your business to save you time, free up cash flow with seamless integrations to Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks, online, and more. Sign up for Novo for free and join the community of over 150,000 fearless small businesses who have found the customizable business checking solution that admires their brave. Sign up for your free business checking account right now at novo.co slash RLRC plus Real Life Real Crime listeners get access to over $5,000 in perks and discounts. Go to novo.co slash RLRC to sign up for free. That's novo.co slash RLRC. Novo Platform Inc. is a fintech, not a bank. Banking services are provided by Middlesex Federal Savings FA member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply.
George Brooks being sent to this medical whatever off a of death row, and they took the death penalty off the table as long as he didn't appeal anymore and she didn't have to go to any more trials and any more hearings and all that. And they said that that deal was struck. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable, y'all. He was, like, really close to death. And on May 15th of 2015, 73-year-old George Brooke died while serving his sentence in the Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola from congestive heart failure. Y'all, he lived life on death row, basically, like 35 years, something like that. 34, 35 years, life on death row. He gets out, dies from congestive heart failure. And I submit to you that on May 15th, 2015, the fires of hell burned a little bit brighter when that motherfucker went through the gates. Fuck you, George Brooks. All right. Let's talk about Copeland. Y'all, I just, you know, I keep thinking of that, that baby when I get pissed off like that. And it's just, I don't have any, I don't have any sympathy for these assholes. I really don't. In the end, it's just the way that it is. Now we're going to talk about James Copeland. He's guilty. Rape. Murder. And that, to say brutal just doesn't even do it justice. Of young Owen. Um, sentenced to death, right? In 1979, when his trial was, and he was found guilty and sentenced to death by the jury. But, as assholes will do, on death row that have nothing else to do, he filed for an appeal on September the 7th, 1982. That's just like I told y'all about Brooks. They filed, I'm not going to read y'all the bullshit, and it's a long and distinct, this indistinguished list, I should say, not distinguished. It's a long list of bullshit, and but guess what? Because they want to err, and I get this now, I do get trying to err on the side of caution because you don't want to put a wrong for, uh, uh, you don't want to put the wrong person to, to death, but it's all bullshit. I mean, but I'm not gonna take your time and read it to you because it's just a bunch of bullshit, but they err on the side of caution and they give him another trial. Now, can you imagine what the family's going through? Right. They, you not only have Brooks on death row filing all this shit, you got Copeland filing shit, and they're they're doing it separate, y'all. Their families already had to go through two trials. Now they got to go through all these appeals hearing, and then hearing that they get granted a new trial, and they have to relive it. They have to go through it all over again. But anyway, he was granted um, a new trial, which started on August the twelfth, nineteen eighty five, and again they changed the venue from Livingston Parish to Tangipahoa Parish. I'm gonna tell you about this. One of the deputies told me that when they brought this dude in, now they didn't have the the jail that they had when I was working there then, and now Livingston Parish has an even newer jail. The jail was in the upstairs of the courthouse. Um, and when they brought Copeland in and Brooks in, they had snipers on the roof. Okay, now there was no social media, no Facebook, no no, no internet. 
but it was advertised they were coming in, and you better believe that I believe that some of Owen's family, I don't know, I don't have any direct knowledge, but the the they must have had threats. And um, if it had been my son, I'd have damn sure tried to put a bullet in him, right? But anyway, uh, so anytime they came in, they, they, there was tight, super tight security, armed guards, snipers, the whole nine yards, because they really thought somebody was going to try to kill them because they're fucking monsters. Anyway, he the but he got the change of venue again, the Tantro Parish, uh, uh, Corden, a meet, but same dog and pony show, y'all. He's found guilty again, first degree murder, aggravated rape, kidnapping, etc. Then they do the penalty phase. Jury comes back, they hear the shit, and they say you need to die. You send us to death in Angola. Send him back home, right? Well, it's not the end. In 1988, when I was 18 years old in the Army, this asshole files another appeal. And it goes, it's another long list of bullshit. And I'm not going to make you read it or listen to it. Thankfully, this one was denied. But again, the, the long list of appeals that it all has to be answered. And, you know, judge has to take the time to rule on it. And we were paying for it. But it was denied, right? So Copeland is sent oh, I mean, he's done, like done, done on the appeals process. Uh, he burned his last thing. And he goes back to death row. That motherfucker is still alive. On death row, hey, y'all. Copeland is the second longest living inmate on Louisiana's death row. Forty-three fucking years. This asshole's been alive doing his thing. Now let me tell you what his thing is. And I want y'all to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it myself. The the He's living his life on death row. Now, Louisiana, the governor and the AG are, are having a pissing contest. The attorney general wants to continue the executions, and the governor has put a moratorium on him, saying that he's not buying the, the whatever their cocktail is that they shoot him up with now to put them to sleep and then make them stop breathing. So nobody's been executed since Gerald Bordelon in, I guess, 2012 or 2013, whenever it was. And y'all heard about him and Kill Me Now or Murder Me Now, uh, my episode I did. But Copeland, 43 years, still alive. So what do you do? I'm going to tell you what he's doing. I'm going to read it to you. It says, Louisiana Death Row. And it has a little emoji of a guy. And had, first of all, in the background, it has uh, James Copeland's photograph. And he's got the butt cut, wavy hairdo, uh, the big RPG glasses, RPGs. And that stands for rape prevention glasses. I mean, you wear these glasses, nobody's going to want to rape you for sure. But And he's ugly as fuck. But anyway, it says James has no support, no family or friends outside 
and has been on death row for 30 years. And y'all obviously, yeah, this was way, but this was written a, a while back. But James has no support, no family or friends outside and has been on death row for 30 years. This photo is very old. He is, he's 56. He's not shy, but has a quiet and introspective personality and some issues with trusting people at first. He's a positive thinking person and has a great sense of humor. He's looking for a window to the outside world, a caring and compassionate person who helps him stay sane after so long time in solitary. Race, gender, or, in quotations, lifestyle is not important. Commitment and loyalty over the long haul is. James Copeland, number sign, 115009, death row, Louisiana State Prison, Angola, Louisiana, 70712. Y'all, this is Copeland on Pen Pals for Inmates. I'm going to read y'all the address again, okay? And then I'm going to read it one more time, and I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do. This is the address. I'm going to tell you, fuck this. I'm going I'm to send him a letter, but it ain't going to be the letter he wants to hear. I think everybody out there, I mean, you could do it probably. In, I don't know if you could do it on an email. It's not an email address. But the if you are so inclined and want to take the time to drop this fuck stick, a a uh, hello and tell them what you think about him. You address it to James J A M E S Copeland and then the number sign one one five zero zero nine. That's the top line. And y'all, that one one five zero zero nine is his inmate number, his Department of Corrections number. Then the next line has to say death row. Then the next line Louisiana State Prison. And the last line. Angola, comma, L.A. for Louisiana, then the zip code is 70712. I submit that everybody should, I don't even know. I should, I, mean, I had, couldn't tell you the last time I saw a fucking stamp that the, obviously he doesn't have access to a computer. But uh, let me read it to you one more time because this is kind of moving, right? Yeah, um, James has no support, no family or friends outside and has been on death row for 30 years. This photo is very old. He's 56. He's not shy, but he has a quiet and introspective personality and some issues with trusting people at first. He's a positive thinking person and has a great sense of humor. He's looking for a window to the outside world and a caring and compassionate person who helps him stay sane after so long a time in solitary. Race, gender, or lifestyle is not important. Commitment and loyalty over the long haul is. Fuck you, James Copeland. And y'all, if you do send him a letter, take a screenshot of it and let's put it up on the, on the crew page and then the uh, real life, real crime community app for everybody to see. And I have to ask Cindy and you know what? I'm going to post this. I'll post his butt cut and his RPGs um, on online for y'all to see. And uh, we'll post the address. And if you're so inclined, let's drop him a line. And I, my line would be, 
you're a, you're a baby raping punk ass murdering bitch. And I can't wait until the next governor takes the office and they sign for that that deadly cocktail because all your pills are exhausted and you're going to ride the needle, bitch. And on whatever day that is, you get to see your old buddy George. And when you go through the gates of hell, those fires are going to burn a little bit brighter. That's it, y'all. I'm concluding this episode or this series on life on death row. It's a horrible story. Horrible case. My family, my heart goes out to um, the family of this 11-year-old boy. I actually talked to one of the family members, and, and my heart goes out to you. Uh, you know that. And I, people need to know that these monsters are still worse. Brooks was still alive, but you know, Copeland's still alive. But fuck, he's entertaining himself. You know, and that, I can't believe people actually write these fucking morons um, but you know, it takes all kinds to make the world go around. But that's it. And it's important. It was an important story to tell. The story I'm starting next week, hashtag justice for, I'm going to leave the name blank for now. Y'all tune into it. And when you listen to it, you've got to share it. And the, it gets worse week by week. That's it. So uh, just a couple podcast things. Uh, y'all, the Real Life Real Crime Community app, it's where it's at. It's where you can get all your true crime stuff, all your real life real crime stuff, the merch store, my answer and everything in there first. There's different groups, there's forums, anything you can imagine. Go download it for free from the app store. If you are a convict through the app, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, and you'll see starting next week where your money's going. Because when I work these hashtag just four cases they're not free y'all it takes a lot of time and a lot of money and these families we don't we don't make a penny off of them and i wouldn't take a penny from them all right um but your support convicts and patron it, it's these shows couldn't happen without y'all so download the app if you haven't patron if you want to swap over to be a convict email cindy at cyndi at real life real crime com and she'll get you taken care of. It, uh, there's instructions on how to do it, but I get it. Some people are like me and they're te- technically challenged. But thank you for your support and listen, you know, lifers. If you can't be a lifer, I mean, can't be a patron or a convict. I don't care. I love y'all anyway. I mean, I got blessed to get to do this and and get to sit down and go off and stuff and and tell these stories and put my own spin on them. So, but I love y'all and I appreciate you. Um, Instagram at Real life, real crime. Go check it out. I'm posting some things on there almost every day that are different than anywhere else that I'm posting. So go check them out. I think you'll enjoy it. And this episode and every episode from now on will be on YouTube. It's Real Life, Real Crime Podcast. Not just Real Life, Real Crime. Look up Real Life, Real Crime Podcast. And I have a plethora of videos the last probably three or four episodes uh, Envision Podcast Studios and producer Jim Chapman's been and they he had stuff in the background uh, just go check it out and then we're adding other videos too that's just stuff I'm shooting of me on the day to day of things so go subscribe to us on YouTube that way anytime I put up a new video you'll get it that's if you want to look at me doing what I'm doing in Lopa Louisiana Oregon Procurement Agency. Y'all, B 
be a hero, give the gift of life, and everything else that goes along with it. Lopa is a nonprofit. They don't make any money, in, but they take on these cases and they save lives every day. Become an organ donor. Go to lopa.org. If you're a lifer from Belize and you want to be an organ donor, go to lopa.org. You don't have to be from Louisiana. lopa.org. Take a moment. Sign up. Be a hero. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder by you. Peace. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? 